This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. By now, you've probably seen ads about the water contamination at Camp Lejeune everywhere. People who got sick after drinking that toxic water are now able to seek repayment for their medical costs because of a new law, the PACT Act. What those other ads don't tell you is that because the PACT Act is a fresh law, it's important to find an attorney who understands the new claims forms. There is a limited time to file your Camp Lejeune claim, so you need a lawyer who can get it right the first time. The experienced team of attorneys at SickMarine.com is ready to file your claim. They will fight for you, and they won't take no for an answer. Sign up at SickMarine.com. After a season like no other in so many ways, it's now been a couple of weeks since the start of the new season. Players and stuff have left, new ones have arrived, or we're waiting for some of them to arrive. Uh, A good draw away at Cardiff, uh, a good win against Coventry, were followed by a disappointing loss at home versus the Hatters. Hi, Tyndam, to start a new season of Barnsley FC's longest-running podcast. Welcome to the Reds Report. With us again this season, after signing a very expensive uh, contract extension with a healthy goal-scoring bonus is the man who recently gave away a flying pig on Twitter. It's Steve Andrews. Good Steve. evening, sir. How are we doing? <laughs> Very well, sir. I'm running out of flying pigs, though, now. <laughs> and our second guest is the man we all know for 17 seasons as the voice of BBC Football Heaven, whether it's live commentary or presenting praise or grumble, we all know he's a Barnsley fan. Uh, we're going to whisper now because his twin boys have just gone to sleep and apparently they're waking up again. Uh, it's a very warm welcome to Adam Oxley. Adam, how are you? Good evening, uh, gents. Lovely to be back once again. And as you know, I uh, I vividly support six, all of our <laughs> local professional side. Equally, my love is shared. Well, the teams are available. <laughs> um, Let's 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 start off um, first of all with sort of um, it was a season to remember for many ways the fact that many of us weren't there for any of it some for that one match Steve you went to the uh, the, the playoff leg against Swansea yeah. and Valerian Ismail departed and um, I think a lot of fans sort of that is a huge loss but there was faith in that recruitment system that brought Standall Struber and Ismail to the club and obviously club captain Alex Mower departed for uh, for West Brom as well. And um, Steve, um, at the start of the season, then we we go away, uh, we go to Cardiff, uh, some players uh, being brought in. 
what what were your hopes for the start of this season? Because there's that proportion of fans that say, listen, fifth last season, playoffs again, automatic promotion. And some are saying, just stay in this division. Where, where, where are you? What are you thinking? I'm still thinking mid-table is always a, always a bonus for us, let's be honest. Um, we know Valerian came in, uh, did an amazing job. Uh, and it looks as though he's going to be doing the same sort of job with West, with West Brom after watching that... Uh, um, I'll not say what it were last night, but I don't think we're at worst team in division by a long way. Um, but no, you know, Marcus Shop's come in. I, in my aging years, can remember him actually playing uh, many moons ago. And he was quite a cultured, a cultured midfielder, quite decent. Um, so he's obviously going to have new ideas. Uh, he's going to want to change the system. Um and I think we've seen that over the first three games. But, you know, we, I think that's the thing. We're only three games in, you know, whether it's good, bad or indifferent. You've got to give these boys a chance. You've got to give Shop a chance. And it's just a case of, you know, yeah, we can criticise, we can say whatever we want. But at the end of the day, we just need to be game behind them. And, yeah, you know what? Mid-table finishes. We've got to be happy with that again. Hmm. Um, Adam? For a lot of fans, it's about that team on the pitch, isn't it? But actually, behind the scenes, Dane Murphy left. Um, Club secretary Tamo Rousey has followed him to um, to Forest. We're waiting for our new CEO to start because he's still sort of working his, his notice period. With the uh, with Ismail leaving and those people behind the scenes leaving as well, that can make it quite sort of. I, I don't want to use the word unstable, but it's key that people fill those positions straight away in a summer where you probably lose your most successful head coach for the last 20 years and your club captain, although we know we're leaving anyway. And what what sort of loss are we talking about with Dane Murphy? Because I know he's got behind the scenes, but in your job, you'll have dealt with him a lot more than what we have. And I've always seen it as a big loss because he ran a tight ship, didn't he? Look, I, you know, I interviewed him a few times, met him a few times, always came across very well, always spoke very well. But this is the nature of, Barnsley Football Club. This is the model. This is what's happened now for a good three, four, five years. Head coaches come and go, players come and go, and chief execs and other members of staff come and go. So the key is about the transition. And like you've you've said there with the staff, and you know maybe with some of the playing staff that we you know might come on to some visa issues we're hearing around with our the two uh, new Belgian strikers. Then, for me, these are all the kind of things that if you get to the end of the season and it turns out that Barnsley do finish mid-table or have another crack at the playoffs, nobody's going to be talking about any of this stuff. But if Barnsley do struggle, if the results don't come and, say, by Christmas, it's you know looking over the shoulder, maybe a couple of points outside the bottom three, then they're things that people will point to. Because the last thing you want to do is start the season with, without a chief exec in place or without your coaching staff having had enough time. I think they have. They clearly came in pretty quickly. Uh, and without all your playing staff on board. And, yeah, we you know, we, we thought that all the playing staff were, were on board. It's emerging over the last couple of days now that there are some visa issues with Obiolare and Aaron Leirisaka, which, yeah, you know... It, we don't know them. We don't know them as players. We're yet to see them. You know, I think a lot of people are talking about them like they're Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. Um, we, we don't know who these players are. But what it does mean in terms of numbers is that it's a little light. And when Carlton Morris gets injured and is out for six to eight weeks, 
you know, it does leave things a little bit light. But I think the point in the in the turnover is I don't think necessarily Barnes are in that bad a spot. We know who the new chief exec's going to be. They might not be on board yet, but I'm sure they're involved in, you know, Khaled Al-Ahmed is involved in uh, some way, shape or form at the minute. And things will be coming together. But results make everybody look at things in, in certain ways, don't they? Yeah. yeah, and and it's fair to say three matches in uh, a win, a loss, and a draw. Um, I think anybody would have gone for, um, you know, would have picked that point at Cardiff because it's never an easy place to go, especially with the fans being back. Coventry, the promoter side, it's always hard to judge them. Um, and I think you know that was, um, I, I, I think it's one of the matches where for once we just took that one chance because I can't remember their goalie having much else to do, but it doesn't matter because we took our chance. And then roles were sort of like reversed. On, um, on on Saturday. Steve, there was a lot of, um, well, I can't say worry, but um, Marcus Schupp very much explained that his style of football is, you know, is to play it out from the back and there's still that pressing and everything else. Um, unfortunately, people booing already. Um, the third match in, which I, I don't understand. I think everybody's got a right to feel disappointed with the result or a style of play, but start booing. I think that's taken it out on the players that are out there. And let's not forget, it's still one of the youngest squads, um, you know, in, in, in the championship. I know it's early on, Steve, but what have you made from his for, for, for his style? Can can you tell a distinct difference between Ishmael and and and, and Shop or? Well, I'm watching. I mean, I've seen all the games, including Bolton, which uh, seemed to skimmed over. We just we just missing Carabao. We're concentrating on the league. Not we? that. I'm not interested in that. Uh, Mickey Mouse cool. Um Yeah, you can see. You can see he's, he's, he's obviously persisting with the with the passing out from the back. Um, we've talked about this before. I know we have me and you. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you've got to have the right players in place to play that sort of style. I am still not convinced that Brad Collins, as good as he's been, is the sort of goalkeeper that has the confidence and the skill to be able to play that Edison role. Because let's face it, that's 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 what he's aiming for. Um, but no, I mean, Coventry game, I, I quite enjoyed it. I thought we were quite robust, if that's a good word to use, in his challenges and what have you. And, you know, we put ourselves about a bit. Eight yellow we, cards suggest that. Well, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but referee were crap. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, but then you come to you come to Luton and, I, I mean, I've got to be honest, there were a few things that perplexed me uh, about that Luton game. Um, the positioning of certain players, which were ve- was very strange. Callum Styles left wing back, but then he played most at game in middle. Liam Kitchen played most at game on left wing. Josh ben- Benson, who I thought had a, a decent game, he showed some good touches, and I think he's going to be a really good player for us. But he played a, a lot of the time, so to in that central defensive. Centre half, he, he, he was eighteen yard area at times. Yeah, he was in front of the back three for for a lot of times when yeah. we tried playing it out from the back. And I think he's probably one of those players that is comfortable on the ball. But ideally, like Mowat in the Struber area, you want to see him higher up the pitch because he's able to pick that pass and split defences, isn't he? I think I think the thing with with the Luton game, um, we let them bully us for a start. I mean, them guys up front, big guys, lots of power. Lots of speed. I was surprised how quick a lot of their players were. But they just sort of outdid us in every area, to be quite honest. I think the the, the disappointing thing for me 
about about Luton was we weren't quick on the break. And I know we've, we've not got the, the fastest players, but we have got some skillful players there. And we just weren't using it to our, to what I thought we can. It it were a lot of sideways passing. It were a lot of backwards passing when there was a forward ball. But as I said, the actual position of certain players and uh, dare I say the style in which they were playing, yeah, it, it raised a little concern. Let's put it that way. Your um, uh, the visit to Cardiff, Adam. I mean, you were there. Um, it worked there, didn't it? Is it is it maybe about the opponents and early on in the season? It tends to be really difficult to to, to set up against opposition because new players have come in. In the our case, a new manager has come in. So, um, I suppose the the research and everything that they do prior to a match is probably limited at the start of the season than than further on. But um, to go to Cardiff and get that point and that performance, um, it gave everybody hope, doesn't it? Not that the hope's gone, but it, it's a fantastic way to start the season, isn't it? Especially the way and the manner in which they played. Yeah, it was. It, it was a, a great way to start the campaign. I think in, in terms of the style, maybe Cardiff matched the style up um, kind of well because uh, obviously Cardiff under Mick McCarthy, they're uh, tries to get it back to front as quickly as possible look for the bigger lads up front, whether it be uh, Collins or, or Moore or what have you. And maybe that did allow Barnsley to play a little bit and to and to do that. And, and may, you know, because Coventry likes to play a little bit, Luton are a bit awkward. And the fact that Barnsley were away from home as well, maybe took a little bit, bit of that sort of pressure away. We now sort of got that home away pressure that we talk about. But I think for me on the day, I mean, it was good to see the reaction when Barnsley went a goal down. It was a poor goal to concede. Um, it really was a really disappointing goal to concede, which you can put down in part to new season all that, but there were no new signings who started. Um, but the response from me, the, the goal from Sibic, the way Barnsley finished the game was encouraging. And I think the goal at Cardiff sort of highlights one of the points that I think Marcus Shop's been making today that it needs to be, it's passing, yeah, you know, he wants to pass out from the back, fine. But it's got to have a purpose to it. Yeah. And if the yeah. players aren't brave enough to take a forward pass or look out wide or try and pick someone forward, make a forward run, you know, the Benson ball, cross-field ball, Civic's on his own, you know, defender up from the back. He's not been told to do that, but he's clearly seen some space and gone for it, and it's brought a goal. And I think that's going to be the interesting thing now over the next few weeks. I'm going down to QPR on Saturday. They've started the season very well under Mark Warburton. Um, and it's going to be the balance between some of the things that you've just been talking about, both of you, about the home games, where there might have been quite a few passes around the midfield. There's a few at the back. It doesn't necessarily seem to be getting anywhere. Not helped by the fact, obviously, Morris has got injured and there's a few people not there. But how much... How much of a hybrid model? I think the way I've been looking at Barnsley is, you know, maybe at times under Struber it was a little bit slower. And obviously under Ishmael it was rock and roll, as has been yeah. described. It, you know, it was Elta Leather and you're right highlighting West Brom last night because that was well, West Brom and Sheffield United was like Barnsley just with an extra layer of quality. Yeah. That West Brom have got with the amount of money. It re- I, found, I watched the game and I found it so similar to Barnsley last season, yeah. it was frightening. 
But it's about getting that. It's about like the passing, yes, but not losing some of that bravery that we saw last season in terms of going forward. And I think we've seen a bit of a mixed bag in the three performances so far in terms of how it all might shake out in, say, after 10 games or 15 games. Yeah. I think I think Tuesday night were a one-off, to be quite honest. I think, I've got to say, I think he got his tactics wrong, whatever he was trying. But if you don't try, you don't know. And I think he's tried a couple of things there that he'll have realised doesn't seem to work. You know, move on. I've seen a lot of yeah. things on Twitter that, you know, oh, God, these two Belgians lads, you know, we need them. What's going off? We need strikers. But you look at, you look at Luton, it weren't. The fact that Woodrow and Freezer, Big Eddie, when he come on, there was no service. And it's yeah. been, I think the strikers get a ruined deal at times. They get slagged off left, right and centre. But if you, got, if you don't get a decent service, yeah. you, you can't. can't score. There's no way. There's no, no way on earth you're going to score if there's no service from your midfield. And I think that's what's, that's what's wor- the worrying part at the minute. And I want to talk about some of the new signings in a little bit. Um, I just want to concentrate on a couple of players that we've now seen for a couple of matches that are almost like new signings, uh, specifically Clark O'Dor and Liam Kitching. Um, we'll start with Kitching first, Steve. I, I, I don't know how Barnsley do it, and I know it's early, and I don't want to put more pressure on the lad, but... We we was well we were set one we were said in the in, in in the East team other workingmen clubs are available for a, a swift bite before the match and and we were talking um, about defenders and Helic and how you know fantastic Polish squad he deserves it you know he's absolutely fantastic we're missing Anderson but Liam Kitchings come in and I don't know where we find these defenders but Anderson Helic uh, Kitchen Pinnock they just he he was very. Um, unlucky last season, he signed, he got injured, he's come in, and I tell you what, I think Anderson's got a real fight on his hand to try and get a spot. Just just give us your impressions, uh, Steve, of, of Liam Kitching and what you've seen from him so far. Well, first off, I'm not very good at impressions, so I can't do that. But however, I can say, um, you know, you look at you look at Liam Kitching, you like that one, don't you, Adam? Yeah, it's, it's like, one nil, it's you one like nil, that one. It's one nil, um, Steve. You know like what? <laughs> we've got a sort of an embarrassment to centre-halves at minute let's be honest Kitchen Sibic Alec Anderson are probably your first four Jasper Moon Jasper he's, Moon yeah uh, I can't pronounce his name is it Sraha yeah. yeah you know there's there's players there that's got bags and bags of potential Apple so Helme is there wise, yeah you know, Alme as well yeah that's true we always forget about Alme don't we yeah, yeah. of course we do so, you know, defensive-wise, it's looking really good. Kitchen, uh, like you say, unfortunate to get injured last season, but he's come in, as I said, take the Luton game out of it because he'd obviously been told to go wide on left. And it, it, weren't, it weren't bad. He, he didn't have a bad game as such, but I, I just don't think that's, his, that's not his sort of game anyway. Um, but you look at Cardiff and you look at uh, Coventry, look very assured, looks good on ball. Uh, doesn't panic, big lad, which, you know, let's face it, we've been struggling for big lads for years now. Mm. Um, so him, Helic and Sibic, like you say, Anderson, I mean, I'm a big fan of Anderson, don't get me wrong. Um, I think once he's fit, he may just edge him out slightly. But you're looking at what potential we've got at the back 
and you can't be you can't be despondent about that at all. No, no. Obviously, I'm, your only your despondency is is your is if he's going to persist with wing backs, is obviously your wing back positions. Am I right in thinking we got Kitching from Forest Green Rovers, the same club we got Ethan Pinnock from? So they must have some sort yes. of pro, yeah, some sort of program, or they probably have greenhouses where they stand in soil and <laughs> and you know they turn out to Big be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean Pinnock, Pinnock is um, making the best of his time in the Premier League, and and you know well done. And um, the other one, um, Adam Clark Adore. Now cold status, hero status for that goal, which we're not going to talk about because another season's been a gone since that goal, and. Um, didn't see much of him last year at all and wondered if Ishmael didn't like him. He was always on the bench and Steve, well, Steve especially spoke about this many, many times. Saying he's always on the bench and he never plays him. So why is he on the bench? Um, in a different role than we probably uh, expect to see him. Um, personal opinion. And listen, I work in youth justice because I know naff all about football. But um, I think he's got pills, uh, pills and skillery. <laughs> Skills. <laughs> I'm I'm just unsure. I feel really I I suppose sorry for him because when we saw Kitchen on the wide all the time, I'm thinking, why don't we just because that's Odor's place, isn't it? Um mm. I suppose if, if happy that he's playing, but I don't think anybody expected him to be part of the front three, Adam. Uh, no, I don't think so. And I think it's something that's been tried in pre-season with some success. Saw him play a little bit in that position against Sheffield Wednesday at the, the academy in pre-season. Um, he, I think he's a, he's a kind of player where we're still not 100% sure where his best role is or what he's best doing. But clearly the kid has some talent and it's a big opportunity for him because... You're right, he was clear something about him under Valerian Ishmael, whether he didn't fancy him, whether he just thought other players were playing better than him and Barnsley were on an excellent form, an excellent run and kind of players in, in the various positions, whether it was wing back or the left or right of an attacking three, they were really strong for Barnsley last season with Styles and Britain and then your front six that were all kind of interchangeable. So he's got an opportunity now this year, he's clearly been fancied a bit by by shop, um, and you know he just needs to try and grasp it. Yeah. I think you're right. I think him. I think Kitchen. I think Ben Williams coming back from injury as well yeah. have all been really solid, and it's been great to see them. And hopefully they can all have injury free positive years because they've all got they've all got talent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another player that we saw a lot of last season. Uh, and it was sort of like his breakthrough season, I suppose, was uh, Romal Palmer. Now, I know, Steve, you are a, a big Palmer fan. Uh, yeah, I thought he was unlucky to be to be taken off um, against Coventry because I think he does. He has that side to him where um, it, it doesn't always go notice, but he breaks a lot of stuff up, doesn't he? He stops the opponent sort of coming at you. And he has clearly cemented that, 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 that place in midfield for himself, hasn't he? I think he's come on this last this last twelve months. Um, he's really improved. I mean, he obviously he got the experience when um, Matty James came in uh, last season, uh, and I think he's definitely learned something from him. Definitely, because you can see it in his play now. But I think it creates quite a difficult situation for Shop because he's got Palmer, he's got Styles, now he's got Benson. So that's three players for two positions. And Kane. 
And yeah. what? what for that? Kane, is, uh, Kane is training with the squad today. He's been tra- yeah. he's, he's with the squad. Yeah, so. I, I take Kane it from got... the fitness stuff, but it, it, I'd look at the, there's two from four really from yeah. from those positions, and I think you naturally went with the seven figure price tag and went well. This is Alex Moat's gone. This is probably Herbie Kane's yeah. time to shine. Yeah. But at the minute, you're looking at the other three. Yeah. I've got to say, I think Herbie Kane actually out of the three has got a hell of a lot more to prove than any other ones at minute. Yeah, I'll um, go with that. Whether, whether that price tag has weighed him down a little bit, I don't know, but he's, I think he's got quite a way to go, really, to get in front of those three. And as things stand for me at the minute, I've got to be honest and say to be Benson and Palmer in that midfield roles for me. Yeah. Um, cool. Styles again, yeah, we know he's a good player. Uh, I just thought he might. I wish our lass had stopped ringing me. It's no good at all, is it, when you're live? Never get that on BBC, do you? Uh, you say that. <laughs> you know, Styles. I still think he's and only three games in. Like I said, nothing to judge really. But sometimes Styles' passing can can leave a little bit to be desired. Let's just put it that way. Um, but for me, Palmer, he does all dirty stuff. Breaks players play up. Uh, I mean, he went man at match against Luton, which, well, let's face it, that were, that were an odd gig, definitely. Benson looks as though he's going to be a really good player yeah. when he's played in right position. But, yeah, I think Herbie Kane has definitely got a lot to prove. If you want to ring Jackie, do it now. I'm just going to have a chat with Adam uh, about Josh Benson, actually. I'm hoping she's, I'm hoping she's bringing some tea in. <laughs> she's, is she downstairs? <laughs> no, she's gone out. She's buggered <laughs> off, hasn't she? Left me on my own. Adam, um... When uh, Josh Benson was unveiled by Barnsley Football Club, um, a lot, a lot of Burnley fans very disappointed with him leaving, and I think that's always the the, the sign of a, of a good signing, isn't it? Um, another one, isn't it? That where whether you've done your due diligence, your homework, looked at the spreadsheet, and the formulas are working, but he is everything that we needed to have to replace Alex Mowat. And early indications, like Steve says, I mean, he could pick a pass. He doesn't shy away from the tackle. He's vocal, free kicks. Uh, looks a really, really good acquisition, doesn't it, for the Reds? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I interviewed him for the first time last week. Um, spoke well. Seemed like a real sort of air of confidence about him for such a young man. And I found some of his, his answers really interesting. I mean somebody that played six times in the Premier League last season with Burnley, for me, there'd be a temptation there to think I'll give it another year. I'll see if I can push that to 10, 12, whatever else, and see if I can break through. And by all accounts, you know, Burnley weren't offering him elsewhere. You know, he's had a contract. He played a bit last season, but he says he wants to play. He wants game time. He wants to play regularly. And I think that's refreshing to hear. Um, I suspect that, the money is on at Barnsley will either be comparable or might not necessarily be as good, but because he's got a lengthy contract at Barnsley, he's, he's taken the opportunity. I don't know the figures. I'm you know just speculating there. But you're right in terms of the quality he's got, that he seems like he will be able to sort of get on the ball, look for passes, try and um, organise things in the middle of the park. I think that the difficulty is with the... All the players we've talked about in, in that central midfield area, none of them are as old as Moat. I know that, that Alex had 
and only really sort of found himself in the last couple of years at Barnsley. I'd obviously had that loan spell away, done well at Leeds, then had to come to Barnsley, and it's it, it sort of taken him a bit of time to get up to speed, and the style under Valerian really seemed to kick him on, particularly from an attacking perspective. So it is a big loss, and I just feel it's like, it's how that dynamic works in the middle, how he wants those midfield two to interact with each other. You know, does he want one that goes forward a bit more or back a bit more? Does he want them both to be going forward and backward? Um, is there somebody that picks it up off the back line and drives it? You, you know what I mean? It, I think it it really depends what Marcus Shot wants with his side and how other aspects of the team play. And maybe that, that can then come down to who the opposition is and who's going to be more effective against who. But yeah. as for Benson, yeah, I think on paper it looks like a fantastic signing, and the bits and pieces we've seen already would suggest that uh, Barnsley have, have have got another good one. Yeah, yeah. And um, we've spoke already a little bit about the forward line. I mean, there's not much we can say about Olare or Iseka, Iseka, however you pronounce the name. I'm sure we'll we'll learn that. Um, obviously, there's there's visa issues because of Brexit. You can't just pick somebody up out of another country and bring them in. There's a point system that they need to, you know. Um, Let's say in a couple of weeks, these are there. We'll have, um, let's say, the middle of October when Morris, Freezer, Woodrow, Adebayejo, Miller, Olare, Isake. Of course, Captain. That's eight. Um, Is it... Is that maybe the reasons... um, And and, and I'm only guessing, but, you know, Victor Adebayejo... Uh, Miller have found um, playing time hard to come by. Adebayejo probably a little bit easier, but um, you would expect them probably to, to, to get a move away or a loan spell away from the club because surely we can't carry eight strikers, especially now you can only have three substitutes again. You've yeah. got to say that Miller, oh, sorry. though... No, sorry, oh. you've got to say that Miller, when he played that right wing-back role, actually had probably his best game that I've seen him yeah. play. When he's played up front, hmm, bit iffy, but he played that right wing back sort of pushing on and he had some really good touches. So, you know, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but is that another player that you maybe give a chance to? We know That's what Big Aid he brings. Yeah. We know what that's all about. Again, going back to Adore, yeah, he's got lovely skill on ball, but I think against Luton, he looked very lightweight. He seemed to get pushed off quite a lot and he looked to, to me, go into his shell a little bit. He got kicked a couple of times, shoved off ball a couple of times, and you just thought, oh, I don't, fa- don't quite fancy this on a Tuesday night. I think I'll not bother. And it, I think that came across to fans, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, is there um, is there a point, do you think, Adam, when you know fans are back, and you know what fans are like, it don't take long to get used to things again, doesn't it? I mean, you saw, you saw people on Tuesday night already booing, whistling, and, and you sort of wonder, like, I've... I've had to wait 500 and odd days to watch football. So whilst the results might not be what I wanted, whilst the performance might have not been what I wanted, I was just happy that I didn't have to sit at home and watch Emmerdale, Coronation Street, EastEnders, Hollyoaks and whatever else were on on, on, on that evening. Um, for some of these lads, um, whether that be Odo or whether he is Miller, it's it's about patience, isn't it? It's about patience from the fans to, to give these lots time to settle in, whether it's in a new role, regular playing, because we know how nasty it can be when fans turn, and and we don't need that, do we? We don't need that. If 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 anything, after last season, we need to be that twelve man 
for every single match of the season for us to achieve even half the success that we had last season, isn't it? Absolutely. And if Barnsley are going to repeat in any way, shape or form what happened last year, then people need to be pulling in the same direction. I, I still think, I, I don't think Barnsley will get in the playoffs this year, being brutally honest. I still think there's a good chance that Barnsley can finish mid-table, potentially finish lower top half and have another excellent season, which for me, as long as Barnsley aren't looking over the shoulder at any point this season, aren't worrying about relegation, for me, that's a, a major step forward as a club from a little yo-yo as we were a few a few years ago. Um, in terms of the forward line, there's a few, I think without the two Belgians, again, we don't know what they're like, and with Morris injured, there are a couple of fringe players there. You'd only probably class Frieza and Woodrow as starters yeah. out of that lot. Um, Adore is in a new position. Yes, he's exciting. Yes, he's got some talent. But is he ready to start week in, week out in, in one of those forward positions? Not 100% sure yet. Adebayejo, I like the kid. Very, very nice kid. Clearly has some talent, but we've only seen it in bits and pieces. And the yeah. fact that he's not been able to do it on a consistent basis is the reason why he's probably been in the pecking order the way he is. Mm-hmm. But at the minute, with Morris out and with the two Belgians not in yet, there's a spot alongside Freezer and Woodrow every week for someone. So mm-hmm. Adore maybe gets another bash at it this weekend. You know, maybe then gives Adebayejo a bit of a go for it. Um, Miller, again, we just haven't really seen enough for him, whether it's up front or on the right. And if he's not going to get a game, then maybe he has to go out on loan. I, I think with the situation as it is, I'm not sure how many, if anyone, will go out on loan. But yeah. the other point you made in terms of the fans being back, it sort of doesn't surprise me in our part of the world <laughs> that, that people have returned and the magic of I get to go to a game has lasted about five minutes because that's just the nature of our part of the world. I, I do this speech regularly on various forums. There's a reason we got our phone is called Praise or Grumble on a Saturday. <laughs> it's not for the praise part of it. It's for the grumble part of it. And the booing's disappointing. It's very early on. New manager, new style, a few players out, key players out. It sounds like, you know, Luton an awkward team. They came last year and won 1-0 at the start of the season. You know, they've upset a lot of people of Luton and they'll do well again this year. I think they'll finish sort of at least top half of the, the lower half of the table again. And I think they're doing a wonderful job. But it will take time. And, you know, if let's be honest, you've summed it up very well people have been sat on their backsides at home watching tv not being able to go to games for at least a few months let's just all when we're going to a game just enjoy the fact that we're at game get behind your team early yeah. part of the season Definitely. and and help the team because Barnsley's squad is young we know they're young yeah. compared to other squads and, and and teams so they need that backing and booing them just won't help them no, I'm going I to say to my front my front three for Saturday would be uh, Woodrow, Freezer, and Devante Cole. I'd give him a start on Saturday. Sorry, in front I, of... I've neglected to mention Cole. I think in all of this, and that's because he's uh, he's he's had a bit of time out injured. But again, yeah, he's a starter. You know, as long yeah. as he's fit, they yeah. three that start. The others would be coming on. But yeah, if yeah. Cole's fit, he starts, and you probably put Woodrow on on the left or right and play yeah. Cole down the middle with Freezer on the other side. Yeah. yeah. Um, a big compliment to the club as well. Uh, we're not going to spend much time on it, but I think it needs mentioning um, social media, Coventry match. Now, me and Steve 
we we met some of the Coventry lads because they do a podcast, the What's the Crack podcast. We we've interviewed each other many times. We did the Euro quiz. Great lads. We were sat in the Easting Working Men's Club with 200 Coventry supporters. There were seven Barnsley supporters, I think, and six of them <laughs> were us. And then <laughs> that bloke on his own in the corner. Um, and whether we went to the bar, um, Steve made a friend in the toilet, but we'll not, we'll not go any further. I actually it. made two friends in toilets, to be <laughs> quite honest. But yeah, let's leave that. Um, and obviously, you know, on social media, a video of of, of somebody in a, in a pub garden making not so nice gestures, and he was identified by the club and band. You know what? Fantastic. And in a time where we talked about the fans, but actually the fans clapping when the, the team take the knee, that means a lot to me. You know, hate hurts. I'm, I'm on with the hate crime project at, at work. And I think if we can get behind them when they take the knee, why don't we get behind them when they play football? And I suppose that's the simple message from us all. Um, I will ask for a, a prediction, Steve. Um, the, up to last season, it was like, oh, we never win a QPR. And then Project Restart came around and the first game back was QPR and we won. So that one's out of the window. We yeah. only ever win there once every 163 years or whatever. But what do you think? Um, are we expecting a bounce back from a uh, maybe a not so good performance and, of course, a loss or on the road QPR? Are you one of them that I'll take a draw? What, what are you going for? Um, no, I think I think there will be some form of bounce back. I think Shop will have seen things on on Tuesday night that he liked, but I think he'll see he'll have seen a lot of things that he didn't like, and I think that's the good thing because he'll see stuff that he'll not do again. Uh, and, I, and you've got you've got to try these things. And for me, as I said, didn't work Tuesday. I don't think he'll make the same mistakes again. Like Adam said, QPR have actually started really well. Uh, you look at what team we could put out. The only change probably will be up front. As I say, I've gone Woodrow, Freezer, and and Devante Cole. Uh, I think probably he'll stick with Styles at left wing back. It wouldn't surprise me because he seems to want to keep him inside. But as I say, I'd still go Benson and Palmer in middle. Everybody else sort of picks their picks themselves. Yeah. Um, Long story short, yeah, of course I'd take a point. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, a a long journey down south for you. How do do you see this one going? Um, Again, I I think you would take a point. Now, with with the way that QPR have started and the nature of the performance in the week, if you go down to QPR, take a point. That's five points from from four games, undefeated on the road, a, a victory at home. I think those four points in the first two games gives... Gives a little bit of a cushion. I think it, it absolutely helps. You know, we've seen it with Doncaster in League One. They've lost the first three games, and they're having a massive rebuild this summer. And all it takes is a little run of, of defeats in a row, and suddenly you do start looking at things. And even like me, I you know I've spoke to Richie Wellens a few times. He'll be thinking probably even more now about things than he would have been if they'd have got a point in one of those games. But the good thing for Barnsley is, like I said, those first couple of games, four points on the board. Um, there are, you know, like we said, there's a couple of people missing, but by and large, not many. You know, we, we're talking about Anderson at the back um, and then Morris and the two Belgians. And that's pretty much it. You know, the rest yeah. of the squad is, is in place. So there's good options at the disposal. I think it, it's one of those kind of cliche things. If, if Barnsley went to QPR and performed well and still lost by the odd goal, 1-0, 2-1, whatever else, then people would probably come away thinking, all right, can take that. You know, we yeah. can see what he's trying to do. We can see this, that and the other. And over the course of the season, the amount of head coaches and managers that say this to me, look, 
They don't worry about results. If if you keep if you're performing well, the results will come. By and large, that's true. So yeah, some concerns in the week, Steve. You've mentioned them, and various Barnsley fans have either voiced voiced them on the night or written on social media or done whatever they have done, and you're never going to get away from that. But you know, I, I'm I'm as confident as I can be that Barnsley can go down there and get at least a point. And if they play play like they did in in parts at, at Cardiff, then you never know. And and let's not forget this this new head coach lost his engine in midfield and 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 a very influential captain. There are some new players. There's players in new positions. You have to give him, you know, um, however many matches as a grace period because you can only do so much in training. We say it to the kids when they play cricket. We say it to the kids when they go out on football, a grassroots football. It's in matches that you learn. You can only do so much on the training pitch. It the intensity is not there. What I will say, I think the fitness from what we've seen that's 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 still that's still up there. And we've already got, like you say, we've got four points from three. If you can pick up the odd points here and there on the road and, and at home, you, you win your matches. Yeah. So, um, well, very much. sounds of it, when, when you read, obviously, other people's comments on Twitter, other journalists and stuff, um, and I, I don't know if Adams can elaborate on this at all, but by the sounds of it, he still wants to bring in maybe one or two other other players before so, end of the yeah before the end of the uh, the the transfer window closes, so I mean obviously I saw something mentioned at beginning at week in one of these strange sites um, about the defender at no not that sort of site Carlo stop shaking your head um, is it one one yeah lad, <laughs> yeah the lad from Cardiff is it is he called Brown was it Brown from Cardiff defender. Left-hand side, I saw mentioned on Twitter. I don't know how much truth there is in that. Sure. Um, he would kind of fit the positions that, they're, that the, the club are looking at. You know, they've mentioned the left side a few times. Yet, yeah, you know, Ben Williams has come back from injury. Looks all right. Callum Styles has operated out there. But I think the club, he wants to get him back in the centre. So I think there is a, a role for a kind of first choice out and out left winger slash left wing back and he's talked about an extra body in midfield and an extra body in defence and you know I think if one player could cover that fair be it we've already talked through the options in central midfield and in central defence are are pretty good Um, and when all the strikers are around again up front is pretty good and he's just talked in terms of flexibility is what Marcus Schopp's talked about he wants options so that they, that he can move people around or do whatever else. So, yeah, I think it, they definitely want two more before the window closes. But the way I, we pepper Marcus shop with this question every time we speak to him, and I think he's already bored of answering it. Yeah. Um, so you, you don't think there's any truth then in the fact that if I get a GoFundMe page going, we'll not get Lewandowski from Bayern Munich? You can try it. You I've, not had many, I've not many, had much uptake, to be quite honest. I've had a couple of mentions, but... Well, Messi was, right. was on a free, so, you know, that was, well. that was the opportunity, weren't it, right there? Just to try and get Messi to old quote. Ah, I then, mean, Adam, I've been trying to get them letters painted on front at Pontefract Road stand for the last five years, and they've still not bloody painted them. What's that all about? They've done the wall on the West on the, on the West End. Stuff wall on left-hand <laughs> side. Get them letters painted. They look crap. Just a quick one, Adam. Um, normally, when when players sign from abroad, it, when they when they're announced, it was a subject to international clearance. I don't. I think these Belgians were literally just welcome welcome to Barnsley with the name, or because it's it's 
I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think when, when they were announced, they said, welcome to the club. And then for a while they said, oh, it's fitness, it's fitness. I can't remember in the, in the press statement saying subject to international clearance. It, it's probably, it is hard now, isn't it? I know you, you spoke with, with the football people about, and, and they looked at, was it the South American market or whatever? Because that's yeah. easier. Uh, but Brexit has made it a lot easier. Uh, sorry, more difficult, hasn't it? To bring European players in to a club, especially if you're sort of like second tier. It has, yeah. I mean, I'd have to check back on the statements to look at, for that particular wording. But, you know, I, the, Obi Alare was put up to do press. I interviewed Alare ahead of, oh, which game? What I can't remember which game was it. But over the last few weeks, I interviewed Obi Alare. And normally when you get to interview someone, you kind of expect that they're going to be playing either the next game or the game after. And the way Marcus Shop talked last week was that um, Alare he was expecting that he'd be involved in the looting game. It's, he, that was exactly what he said. And he's not been able to. So, you know, clearly something has taken longer than certainly the coaching staff were expecting uh, and whether the club were expecting that or not. Um, and if you are getting people from abroad, then you'd expect that it, clearance and visas and everything else is, is factored into that. Yeah. And, and until this, like I said, this last couple of days, this hasn't been mentioned. Now, clearly, there'll be people in the know back at the club, whether that wasn't communicated in the right way to mark a shop or not. Um, I'm not necessarily ever going at him for the information that he's giving us. But something something has clearly not gone the way that the club expected it would go because they were announced as new signings with all the fanfare and the videos and the photos and, and everything else. And they're still not available. And it sounds like they're not going to be available this weekend. And we don't know when they are going to be available. Yeah. So we'll obviously keep asking. We'll keep digging. We'll keep looking into it. Um, because with Carlton Morris out, it is important that um, they are available. Yeah. And I know they keep saying they're not up to 100% fitness. But end of the day, they've had now two or three weeks at Oakwell. And... For me, if you've had that, you'd, you'd be in a position to at least come off the bench. So I think for me now, it's more a case of getting the paperwork sorted or whatever you get to rather than the fitness stuff. Yeah, I'm just reading the announcement uh, when when they brought it out. And there's no mention. It's just he penned a three-year deal, a little bit about him. Um, and then it says uh, he will link up with the new head coach of his team and talk well as we continue our preparations for the upcoming Sky Bet. Yeah. Uh, right. He'll be following him for seven in there about international clearance fa clearance if yeah. if that needs to happen so yeah it, it it's disappointing it's just awkward isn't it? Yeah. it it's it's awkward it's disappointing it's frustrating for the fans who've seen you know these players come in and particularly alare i think of the two i think aaron larry saker has maybe seen more of a squad signing but alare has been bought to bought to play yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, a bit of pedigree with Suleiman. what is it is it what's the relation it was his dad, weren't it? Wasn't it his what? dad who played, Alari? Yeah, it was other guy whose brother's uh, Batch Shuai. Yeah, Mr. Batch Shuai is related to uh, Larry Saker, I think. Yeah. It's his yeah. brother. It's his and, brother, yeah. yeah. It's uh, uh, Alari's dad that played, yeah. yeah. And you know what? We'll we'll meet up again, let's say in, in, in October. The three of us will invite Adam. The Pontiand will be singing, Oh, Larry. Oh, because he'll be playing and he'll be a folk hero, won't he? I hope, I hope that made it 2-1 for the finish now. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, Adam, uh, safe journey down south. I uh, hope you get some sleep tonight because are the boys in a rhythm yet? I don't mean our boys, but your little boys off. You've got <laughs> at least some sleep in, in, you know, in blocks. Yeah, yeah, they're not too bad. Ed and Joe are my, my twin boys and they're 10 months now. So uh, the world is starting to open up quite significantly for them at the minute. Um, some nights they go through, um, a lot of nights they need a bit of resettling. My wife is an absolute diamond in terms of that, particularly when I'm working or on long yeah. trips. So, yeah. you know, big shout out to Gemma. She's been amazing with the kids. And it does give you a new perspective on everything. So I'm sure an early start on Saturday morning. You know, it's a 12.30 kickoff, yeah. setting off from Radio Sheffield at 7. I suspect that the the lads may provide me a useful alarm call. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, I'll tell, tell you what I will ask you then, Adam. Going back to the beginning of that conversation tonight, and obviously other clubs are available, what shirt have you bought him? What shirt have I bought him? England yeah. shirts, of course. <laughs> you know nice the Got out of that really well. The whole of South Yorkshire watches because whenever there's a photo on social media, we check if there's any red in it. I mean, blue, you know, but yeah. So, um, Adam, as always, um, it's just a, a huge pleasure and privilege to, to talk to you. Uh, good luck, and I hope you witness an improved performance and who knows, three points back to South Yorkshire on Saturday. Steve, uh, keep looking for them flying pigs. Keep giving them away on Twitter, mate. Alice um, is on the way with chips. She's calling it chippy. Get oh, in. Well. Come on. Yeah, we know who the winner is tonight. Thank you both very much. This has been the Refs Report. Remember, hate hurts, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Uh, hey, Becky, do you like this beat? Mm, I'm into faster stuff lately, like Xfinity that gives me beyond gig speeds. What about this, then? Powerful, just like Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Requires compatible Xfinity gateway. Limited quantities available. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping and Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.